So Benghazi Truth Row has been away at a wedding this weekend. Okay. Um, and sending me pictures of the wedding and saying, "Oh, we should include these things in our wedding." Aw, that's cute. You would think. You would think it's cute, but the thing about this wedding is mm-hmm. it's a Pakistani wedding. Oh, no. So he's sending me pictures of the groom being carried in by, like, pallbearers, essentially. Mm. And he's like, we should have this at our wedding. And it's like, um, well, the thing is, we're not Pakistani. <laughs> so I don't think that's something. He we, wants you in a sorry. <laughs> right? I'm like, that's not something I think we can have at our wedding. <laughs> He wants you to do henna before the ceremony. Right. Like it's like it, I actually think it would be massively inappropriate if we had a <laughs> wedding that looked anything remotely like this. That is so like typical of your partner is like that's so cute except except for hold on. Except you would, it's, you would actually, it's actually it's really actually racist. <laughs> Which like Benghazi truth is Middle Eastern but not Pakistani. So yeah. It would be very weird if two people who are not Pakistani and have no real relationship to Pakistani culture had a full-blown multi-day Pakistani wedding. (laughs) Because it is. It's like a multi-day affair. He wants to have a multi-day Pakistani wedding? Um, Well, I mean, before it was a Jordanian wedding. So at least we've moved out of that. I mean, I don't... You're like, at least we got out of Africa. Right, right. Interesting. It was not anything... At least we're getting closer to where he's from. Right, moderately. Not very much closer, (laughs) but moderately closer. And we're, I mean, and we did get moderately closer to where I'm from too, because wherever the furthest point in the world is from Africa, that's where I'm from. (laughs) (laughs) However least black you can be, that's me. (laughs) Well, actually it's not. Yeah, that's true. Actually, my dad's great grandma is black or was black. Obviously my dad's great grandma isn't still kicking it. (laughs) She's been dead. You're not the least black you can be. If a Nazi found that out and you were getting married to the Nazi, I think it would be over actually. Next wedding that he goes to is going to be a Nazi wedding. And he's going to be like, Oh, we should have this at our wedding. They actually do genetic testing at Nazi weddings just to make sure. They break out the like nose calipers. And they're like, it's like that fucking, uh, we had to read some Holocaust book in school and they had to break out the Aryan race calipers to figure out remember that no i I don't remember the calipers you don't remember we didn't they didn't do it in class (laughs) just to be clear we just read a book about it what i do remember speaking of your pakistani wedding is that book (laughs) my pakistani i remember the book about the girl who was coming of age in the god of small things no oh that was an indian book Am it, I racist it, for that? It's the same it subcontinent. A, no, it was the book about the girl who like gets her period and like they Are don't you? have pads. <laughs> and so she has to like hide from everyone. I I I don't remember. It was like Are you talking about like Anne Frank's diary? No. <laughs> <laughs> what what that's the takeaway from Anne Frank. She had to hide because she got her period. <laughs> that's what they were in the end. Oh. No, 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 because I were distinctly That's just where women go to have their periods. The real Holocaust was menstruation the whole time. 
I have no idea. I, I vaguely remember Unfortunately, the- she had her period for so long. She starved up there. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's how she died. Actually, I think that's a more pleasant way to envision her dying than the actual story of what happened. Did she not die in the attic? She died in the attic, but not from starvation. Ooh, I don't know a lot about Anne Frank, she to be honest. She was killed by the Nazis. Like, they shot, shot her? Them. Wow. Or maybe they were taken to an, a concentration camp. Either way, she's dead. <laughs> she didn't, that's true. She didn't make it. She didn't you know what through. I'm confusing it with is... um. Uh, my sister's keeper or whatever the one the, the, the cancer book no um not flowers in the attic it, flowers in the is that about the old ladies who have the, the, the Algernon, nec- i think the necrophilia no book? no no it's the one there's one where a girl has to hide her sibling in a cabinet and has the key and doesn't is a not able to get back in time or something like that. I don't. It's a really popular, famous book, but I don't remember what it's called. I think I was confusing that with the story of Anne, Anne Frank. Frank. <laughs> you are confusing a fictional story with the real diary life of Anne diary Frank, yes. of a real girl who died in the Holocaust. You know what else I've confused with the diary of Anne Frank? <laughs> you know what? Barney's big adventure. <laughs> Different kind of adventure, I I think. (laughs) I could use that film for the actual actions of Adolf Hitler. There's a twist in that movie. I do confuse Barney and Hitler all the time. One, two, three, long hiatus so yeah if you weren't expecting this episode to come out neither was i (laughs) (laughs) we actually have two episodes in the vault we just never edited and never posted there's a high percentage of chance that i accidentally deleted them at some point really that's so sad i know they were good episodes they were good episodes too so sorry for that um but i graduated law school in this time that we've been on hiatus so Congratulations. Thank you. I'm not actually that sorry. I needed the time off to focus on not studying for my finals and still graduating. Sounds like you. Right. I went to one of my- That sums up your entire school career, to be honest. Yeah. Not trying very hard and excelling. Mm. And I sometimes sit around and I think, if only I applied myself, (laughs) I might be able to- I I would be the valedictorian by now. No. I never went to one of my classes. I went to the first class- the entire semester, the professor said, I don't take attendance. And I said, all right, I'm out. And then I never went again. And I still got to be in the class. So if I could never attend a single class, do absolutely no reading and not study for the final, not even until the day before, until the final came out, until it was posted and I had four hours to do it, I never cracked open that textbook. If I can still get a B, Imagine if I had even just gone to five classes. <laughs> Imagine where I could be if I gave a singular fuck. You, you'd have the best grade in the class. I would literally be the top of my class if I applied myself even the 
fucking modicum. Good news for the valedictorian. You have no interest in doing that. Right. You know what? God bless you, sir. I was never going to try that hard. Yeah. And I deluded myself into thinking every semester that I would. But deep in my heart, I knew I'm lazy by nature. (laughs) It's just not in the cards. You know, that reminds me um, back in high school. Um... People were like, I guess there were some people who were like concerned about like rank and things like that. And um, I didn't pay attention to it until it was literally like the last semester of the last year we were in high school. And there were there were people who were like really in their feelings about it, about like their position. I was like, I'm in the top 20. Right. And I didn't do anything (laughs) from this. You got falsely what? accused of stealing school property. And, and I got away with it, right. too. Still ended up in the top 20. Yeah, I just remember, like... Like, it, I literally thought, like, anybody who's behind me, what did you do? I actually think, I'm pretty sure... Mm, I don't remember if this translated to a final grade, but I'm pretty sure... I got a like a like a D and a midterm like uh, right. like that was that was not what I got on the midterm that was my midterm <laughs> grade was a D and I still was like number sixteen or something whatever it was I remember you and I were tied for the same rank which was perfect because of course we were <laughs> <laughs> didn't even take the same classes not at all <laughs> um you know so it's just like I really at at a certain point if you're like. And I'm a competitive person. Yeah. By nature, I love games and I love to be the best. Mm-hmm. But if being the best requires like me <laughs> to be uncomfortable at all, yeah. I'm like, ooh, that's not that's for not me. For me <laughs> you guys enjoy that. You live in that space. I'll be over here. I respect it. I'll be in- over here sitting. In the time we have been apart, we've also gotten a divorce. Some of you have yeah. been asking about it. We did get divorced. A lot of people actually have been asking me on my stream and like DMing me like, are you and Jay still friends? And I'm like, yes. And I guess it because we never made a formal announcement about the podcast taking a hiatus because Again, I'm oh, lazy true. by nature. Yes, I um, could have you, done it. You started you started posting about moving, then we went on hiatus for the pod. And then, like, basically never addressed it ever again. Right. I We went on hiatus for the same reason I went on hiatus for everything else. I needed to finish school and, like, and I needed time to be stressed about that. And also I needed time to move. But we I wasn't moving because I wanted to get rid of, I wasn't trying to <laughs> shake Jay. I just needed to move in with the person I've been dating for three years. It just was time for that to happen. And we found a really great place, and it's where we're recording right now. It's the tits. This, it's the genuinely the best place. It's better than the house I grew up in. Yeah, I well, love this place. I mean, that's not a high bar. Right. To be fair. <laughs> Don't you dare slander my mom, Vana, and dad, Vana's house. No, it sucks I shit. Mean, it sucks shit. It got the job done for you know. You guys put a lot of wear and tear into that house. I will say, yeah. Uh, and it got the job done for as many people as you fit into that house. At one point, five grown adults living in that house, and that house is not built. It's like a thousand square feet. It is yeah. not built for five grown adults. Five, five, a thousand square feet, one bathroom, five mm. adults. Yeah. That's that good stuff. Right, right. <laughs> That's that character building stuff. That's that 
Someone <laughs> might come into the bathroom while you're showering and poop. Kind of <laughs> and moment. you just have to deal and with you it. You just have to deal with it. There's nothing. I mean, where else There's are they going to no go? There's no other solution. Sometimes unless I, they dig a hole in the yard like a dog. Sometimes I would tell my dad to go to the gas station. <laughs> I'd be like, you cannot come in here. You need to. I can't have my dad in here taking a shit while I'm showering. We need some sort of boundaries. Go to the gas station. <laughs> no. Um, the divorce has been going well. It's amicable. Um, our our uh shared child is is coping yeah she's she's all right she's there's stairs in this apartment so she's learning a new activity yeah which is running up and down the stairs at three in the morning <laughs> she's got room to roam we love that for her yeah her and i fought today but we've reconciled so <laughs> everything's cool no but not jay and i the cat and i but um oh yes um i don't think we ever fight really i can't remember maybe when we were kids but kids fight and it was never anything that wasn't you know, overcome in like it, like, 20 like minutes. yeah, like like it's you know that um that scene from um the rehearsal where that guy's like squash it, yeah, squash it. But that's literally how any serious disagreement has ever ended. Was just like all right, whatever we're both being whatever, stubborn and stupid. Whatever whoever like the wronged part, the more like wronged party was would just be like. This is done. Yeah. We're not doing this right. anymore. And it's like, all right. This well, argument is finished. <laughs> I was like, I was okay. Like, well, that's that. What do you want to do now? <laughs> <laughs> what do we do next? Um, um Whoa. Jinx. You jinx. owe me a blowjob. Okay. That's how it goes, right? <laughs> that's how it goes. Um, Sp- speaking of blowjobs, do you have any L? <laughs> yes. Oh, this is, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, Here's the thing. My L... Mm, I was going to say my L has nothing to do with men. However. What? Yeah, it's a... Uh, however. A man. It is... It's, not the country. It's 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 tangentially related to men and men adjacent. Yeah. You know? Um, but I... <laughs> uh, it, it, well, oh, you know what? It That's not... That's okay. not my L. Oh, thank God. I was like, we're going to no. get real uncomfortable. No, here. okay. No, my L is actually funny. It's okay, not. Good. It's like, it sucks, but it's funny. And it's not about, um, oh, I'm, my, my father is also, you know, in, in sickness at the moment. But that's, 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 a that's another story. Sorry, my if you hear real- me clapping, it's because I'm trying to kill a, a fruit fly. <laughs> my real L yeah. has to do with my homeless status. Okay. Yeah. And I have, I didn't tell you this story. Like the, the sort of, there's a little bit of a backstory to it. Right. And you and the audience here can be the judge of whether this is slightly misleading. Okay. I'm not, for me, it's no Tino shade, whatever. It is what it is. T- onwards and upwards. However, I do feel that it it's a little bit misleading the way this kind of went down. So um, we have known that, you know, we're, we're divorcing. We've known this for months, essentially. Yeah. Basically since the, like last year, it like was, January or something. Of it last was a long year. time coming. Like it was not, this was yeah. in the cards. This was not a surprise. And I let her, just for, for anyone who is listening and hates me now, I let her know with plenty of time that I was moving out just because that apartment 
I had outgrown it. I had lived there for too long. Yeah, you lived there even longer than me. And I couldn't do that three flights of stairs every day anymore. I was ready to to set myself on fire. (laughs) Self-immolate as a symbol of protest for how fucking annoying it is to carry groceries up three flights of stairs. Yes. So, like, that's, that's whatever. I, however, am not, I don't like to do work as previously established. I don't Lazy really, by nature. I'm lazy by nature. And I'm also like, I, I really get validated in that because things just work out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like anybody who's known me long enough, like jobs, like housing, whatever it is, things just kind of fall into my lap exactly when I need them. Right. Um, and if, if they like start to not work out, and the next thing falls into my lap exactly when I need it. Pause. Is your phone showing you the temperature outside in Celsius? Yes. What the fuck? You're American. It's been you in can, Celsius for- You can I, read that? That means something to you? That number is absolutely me. meaningless to me. I have no idea. 22 <laughs> degrees. It means- It means it's, it's snowing it's, outside. <laughs> it means it's probably around 70. Bullshit. I'm sorry. That made me angry. That Look it me, up. That made me exceptionally patriotic. Look in it that, up. I believe you. I'm just mad at you also. <laughs> like in that moment, I felt like American rage at the idea that someone could be like, oh, it's American so- and understand right. Celsius by looking just at it and not have a calculator. 22 degrees and be like, oh, it's nice outside. Die. It's nah. not. 22 degrees means that it's going to be, your face is going to be cold when you open the door. Your boogers are going to freeze. <laughs> your eyes are going to hurt. And it might be snowing. That's what that means. It doesn't mean, oh, I don't Pretty need a sweater. Warm, I actually. Anyway, sorry. Continue. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I things just kind of happened for me. So I didn't really put much effort at all into finding a new place to live until about the beginning of May. Um, which at, at that time you had already moved out. Like you moved out in April, basically. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, no, May 1st. Right. Oh, it was a nightmare. Uh, That's my L. (laughs) Right. So, um, you moved out in April or no, in, in May, the beginning of May. Um, you were kind of getting your stuff together in April. Yeah. Um, and at that time I, um, I had a couple of backups and I still do, but, um, I, I was like, I started really actually looking um, and like tapping various, like, like actually putting out our applications and like tapping various like resources I was kind of familiar with, but hadn't been checking really mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of May. And the very first day I did like a real application and it didn't work out. And then I, um, I went on like Facebook cause I was on a couple of like housing exchange pages. I found this posting for an opening at this, like, it, what is basically a, like, a huge artist loft that they've refitted to almost be, like, um, you know, like, how Greek housing is, where it's, like, separate but together. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like that. And I messaged the person who, who was trying to, you know, put some, essentially get somebody to take their spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and after messaging them with the blurb of, like, about me or whatever, um, they liked it and I was like on Facebook and then I was like, okay, well that's probably a good sign. Yeah. Um, they're acknowledging they've seen it in a positive way, I guess. Uh, I, I wrote a lot, um, mm. for them, like, cause they had a lot of like questions. stipulations yeah. and questions and things. Um, so I was like, I'm not going to be one of those people that goes, hi, is this still available? I'm just going to answer all of the things you put down. Yeah. So hopefully I stand out. 
Um, and so I, uh, I went ahead and, uh, waited for them to message me. I think they did get back to me that same day and were like, oh, Hey, um, the listing actually says ASAP, but in reality it's, um, it's supposed to be for July. I don't think I'm moving out and moving in with my, um, my partner until July is what they said. And I said, um, at that point, uh, because I was like, well, I've had gaps in between like one lease ending and another lease starting before. Mm-hmm. It's not the end of the, it's not comfortable, but it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, the last time I did it, I had a little bit more flexibility because I was working remote. So I could literally just go and sleep on my parents' couch for three weeks. Um, you know, but I was like, I could probably figure it out. Um, if, if it means that I can stop looking for an apartment on day one, I can figure it out. You know, it was a good location. Um, it was closer to work. There was a lot of things about this particular find that were, that seemed very lucky to me. And so I was like, okay, you know, if, if you got, and I specifically was like, if y'all are okay with me, I can swing that. And I can, um, I, I was very honest. I was like, I'll just stay with a friend for the month that after my lease ends until it's available. And um, I even followed up with, I'm out of my current place by the end of the month, but ultimately the goal is to find a good place. So I don't mind a bit of finagling, you know, if the place is, you know, if that's, if that's going to work for you, it'll work for me. Um, And then they came back with, that would be okay if it's okay for you. Um, You know, I'm trying to move out by July, but I'm moving in with my partner. So it's kind of like, we need to see where we're moving first. Yeah. Um, but that's the timeline is July. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool with me if it's cause I know this person has, uh, roommates that I have not yeah. met. Um, and so I said, yeah, it's cool with me if it's cool with you and the other people who live there. Um, and they said, okay, we'll be in touch about meeting soon. So I'm thinking, okay, yeah, that's a final vibe check. Is that what that sounds like to you? Like when you meet them, that's the final vibe check. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That is 100%. Like we're going to reconnect with you. So that we can make so we sure can that everybody's that you're a normal, normal person, person that you're not like, going to kill us. Right. And that you'll pay your rent. Cool. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Right. So we can go over like the specifics of like, this is how we do things in this household. Is yeah. that okay with you? Like, um, do you like actively have COVID? Like whatever. Right. That type of stuff. Um, so eventually they come back to me. We coordinate a meeting. Um, like we, we, we ended up meeting on Memorial Day, I think. Um, it was at the holiday. Yeah. That was, yeah. So we end up meeting right at the end of May. Right after my party? I think so. That was, yeah, that was Memorial Day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we meet like on the 30th. Um, keep in mind, we, st- I'm, this first message, this first exchange of messages, May 11th. I was going to say, there was a, uh, you knew for there, a while. There was like two, yes, there was like a solid two weeks where I'm like, okay, um, I just, I'm just waiting. Like I almost pushed to meet sooner, but I was kind of busy. And, and so I was like, and I, my work schedule's kind of weird for like people who have normal lives. Mm. So I was like, all right, well I'll wait for them to like figure it out and then I'll just make it work. Um, they ended up offering Sunday or Monday. I was like, yeah, I can make that work. Um, as long as it's before work on Monday. Like I had to work later that day, but I was like, yeah, no worries. Um, so I met with them in on that day, when I met at in their house, when I met with them, is when I found out 
that they were essentially interviewing a bunch of people. That, like, they were, like, actively screening, like, they were choosing between, like, a couple of candidates, essentially. So it was not, like, a vibe check. It was not a meeting. It was, like, an interview. That's weird. Right? It should um, let you know that. And the, th- the thing is, I'm not upset that it was an interview or that they were, like, weighing their options among a couple of people that they essentially told multiple people, like, okay, we'll come meet us. Yeah. You know? Because... You know, the the way they live their lives and the way that house is set up, like you you want to know the people you move in with um, and you want to make sure that you're going with the right choice. So I'm not even upset about that. What I'm upset about is that they chose to reveal this information on May 30th. Knowing that you are going to have to move Knowing yeah. that, because I had told them from the jump that I was like, I do not have a place to live next yeah. month. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm putting that on, I'm essentially saying I'm putting that on hold because we're saying that this is going to work out. Right. Come to find out again. I am just one of a couple of candidates. And I, I had a feeling that day, as soon as I like left the apartment, I was like, they're going to go with somebody else because it would be, uh, inconvenient to me. (laughs) Right. Um, I was like, now I'm not so sure. No, actually most of them were not. Um, But the ringleader was, but the rest of them I think were not. There was one of them that was missing, so I don't know what their race was. But, um, you know, so I'm like, at that point I started to get like a sinking feeling. I was like, ah, I didn't realize that was the situation. Um, No, I I just, I think they're fucked for that because they knew exactly your predicament. They knew my situation. And they didn't explain to you. And they didn't explain to me like, hey, this is not guaranteed. Like. Yeah. No, fuck them. Um, you know, like we, I just, because the thing is, um, again, I don't care that they were interviewing multiple people. I think that makes sense. Yeah. The thing is, you could have told me that on May 11th. Right. So I could have kept that Looking. was so long ago. That right. was almost a month ago. I could have had a place by now. You know, because they didn't get back to me until um, I think it was Saturday during the day that I uh, ended up finding out that um, they were like, oh, actually, we've tentatively filled the room. Um, And then they had the audacity to be like, but we have another room opening up in September if you'd be interested. I'm like, so you can jerk me around again a couple months from now? Where do you think I'm going to live between now and September? The audacity. (laughs) The audacity. For the entirety of the summer, you can be homeless, but we'll hit you back up in the fall and give you another uh, interview. Maybe. Right. Yeah. It's just like, what? Um, I assume that means uh, that in their, you know, because again, they were, they're very conducting this like a business, like they're an employer or something. So I assume that means in their minds, they're like, okay, well, I think we prefer this person, but this person's our second choice. We'd be fine with living with this person if our first choice hadn't come and, you know interviewed with us or whatever yeah. so like if since we have a second room to fill maybe this person will come back right it's just like nigga where am i gonna live <laughs> like how do you think housing works right i'm just gonna live on the streets i'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna live on the streets waiting for you somebody who already did not disclose to me a couple of pertinent pieces about this whole process right like and so that's why i'm like 
because they didn't get back to me and, and, and say that like, Hey, sorry, we picked somebody else until Saturday. Um, so which so crazy, which was, which was what June, June 2nd. So it's just like, it's just like, and I, and like my, I, I didn't move out on June 1st as, as planned, but like if I had, according to their knowledge, I would be homeless and they're saying like, hey, you know how I said we'd probably be, you know, things would probably work out. They're not going to work out. Right. Good luck though. Yeah. uh, The only reason you didn't have to move out on June 1st was because I was too lazy to move all my shit out of the apartment that after taking several carloads of stuff, I was done. I didn't want to do it anymore. And I told you to text the landlord and ask if you could stay another half a month. Yeah. And it's like with these bitches, you... I mean, obviously I'd let you stay here, but like, they were like, I don't give a fuck if she's homeless. Not when, and like, you know, theoretically it's not their problem. It's it's not their problem. And it's not their problem. And it's technically not their fault, but I, I just don't understand how, if somebody said, cause if that were me and I were again, running the same sort of thing, yeah, I would have said, Hey, I just want to let you know, we are like, Looking at other people. We're looking at other people as well. Right. You know, so that you don't put all your eggs in one basket because it's like, you're saying a lot of, okay, okay, okay. That sounds good. That works for me. Right. It's like, that sounds like a yes to me. No, it definitely read like, this is going to be the final vibe check. We're just going to hang out with you. Yeah. We're just going to make sure that like, you're not crazy. Not like bring a resume. Right. Right. Not like, uh, put your best foot forward and make sure you're like a queer icon or I guess it's not going to work. Which is weird. I'm (laughs) sorry. I just, for me, if I'm moving in with people I don't know, all I want is someone who's going to pay their rent. They're going to be tidy in the common areas and they're going to be considerate. That's Mm -hmm. it. I'm not looking for a best friend. I'm just looking for someone who I can live with and not want to kill myself. Mm. I haven't found that in, uh, in moving in with random people, except for one time. I have one friend who I'm still friends with who it was random when we moved in. Mm -hmm. Everyone else, demons. Worst people I've ever met. So I'm sympathetic to the interview style, round table, whatever. But like, when you're trying to get someone who's like, we want someone who's going to be friends with us. Good fucking luck. Good fucking. The person who you think is the coolest in the interview is going to end up sucking shit as a roommate. They're always going to want to talk to you. Then like- when you're living with, I mean, we've been friends for a million years. So it's a different story right. when we moved in together. I wasn't concerned about my, my mother was more concerned about us living together than I was. I was, I was like, I don't think you understand. I'm there all the time. Right. Already. You are like, like, essentially living like, with it's me. just like, um, you were coming over when it was too hot and the demons stole your, your air conditioning. Unit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, I know everything about this woman and she knows everything about right. me. It's that's, it's going to be fine. Um, I, I, and they, they say and it like, was fine. It like, was there fine. was no problem. They, they, they say like, oh, like don't live with your friends because like you won't be friends anymore. I think that only really ap- applies if you don't know your friends as well as you think you do. We would still be living together if I wasn't, you know, in if a you were single, yeah. we'd still be living together. Absolutely. So it's like, so it's like, you know, um, I think it's, you know, uh, the, here's another key factor. If you're, if you're considering moving in with a friend, you need to be good enough friends that you can be like rude to each other. Yeah. Like if you can just say anything to your friend, regardless of like how offensive it is, 
then there's nothing you can't overcome as a roommate, really. I think there's nothing you could say to me that I wouldn't be like, God, you're right. Like, it's like, that's rude. It's, like, if you were like, like, bitch, you need to brush your teeth, I'd be like, oh my God, you're right. I need it's to like, fucking brush like, my teeth. Like, literally, like, some, something like that, I'm just like, well, that's embarrassing. But right. like, if you're saying that to me, then it's right. Right. Like, it's you true. wouldn't lie to me. You like, wouldn't say that just because you wanted to be me to me. feel bad. Right. So, you're saying that for a purpose. Right. So it's just like... As if you're at that level, then it's like, well, and I've known you since I was like an infant, so yeah. I genuinely don't think there's something you could say to me where I would be like, I would get defensive because that's who I am as a person, sure. but I wouldn't be offended. And if and you I were defensive, to- I would not right. be offended by your being <laughs> defensive. I don't know. I think that people just don't have like, I think most friendships are super surface level mm. and that's fine. I have a bunch of surface level friends, but like, yeah, it's like, I think here's the thing. I think the best uh, amount of, like, you should have a few friends that you would do a big favor for. Yeah. And another circle of friends you would do a small favor for. And then people who you would talk to, but you wouldn't do any kind of favor for. Yeah. You have your drive to the airport friends, your helping moving friends. Mm -hmm. Then you have your, I would drop you off at the bank, maybe, friend. Mm -hmm. Or then, then like, the, I would on, never go out of my way for you. <laughs> you've got your, you've got your, if you were on my way home, I'll give you a ride. Right. You know? <laughs> but I'm not going even two minutes out of my way to come and get you. I swear to God. But if you give me an address that's on the other side of town, I will pretend I have work at 6 a.m. Like I just picked my friend up from the airport and I love her. I thought I was going to O'Hare. I had to go to Midway. And I was, there was not a moment where I was like, okay, I can't go to Midway to pick you up. <laughs> but like, there was a lot of people who there's no, if they said there's it's no Midway, way I'm going to Midway like, to pick you up. Sorry, bro. I'm not You're taking, on your own. I'm not taking two trains and a bus to come get you. I'm taking the blue line and that's it. If you're not on O'Hare, I don't, I'm not picking you up. There's no other airport to me. Right. Sorry. I, for, I routinely forget that Midway exists. I would rather rip my toenails out than go to Bridgeport. Not because I have some disdain. I used to live by Midway right. and I've never been to the Midway airport. Right. I don't have like a disdain for the South side. I just don't want to have to get there. Okay. Mm. It's not easy. It's not convenient for When you me. are east-west line, it's yeah. over. It's done. You cannot go that far. They li- they literally do not let you. Like, I don't want to have to go to the loop and then transfer literally, to you have you to you You have to go somewhere else. You can't just go south. Right. I have to go all the way to, like, the museums. You have and to go downtown. transfer to come get... Like, I don't have any business there. Anyway, so... The yeah, mis- yeah. <laughs> the mis- the misleading aside. So I tell this to my coworker, and he goes, "Well, you could always pitch a tent at the Evanston Beach." No, <laughs> he did not tell you to like be homeless, homeless. He told he you said, to tent. It. You could always pitch a tent at Evanston Beach. That would be rent free. You just have to pay a fee because. They make you prove you're a resident of Evanston. Then he pauses and says, oh, but I guess you are. <laughs> That's the ugliest thing I've ever heard in my life. I have a tent if you want to borrow it. <laughs> if you want to be real homeless. I literally was about to piss my pants when, he's, when he paused and said, oh, I guess you're not a resident. <laughs> no, he said, you... You'd have to pay a fee if you're not a resident of Evanston. Pause. 
oh, but I guess you would be because you live at the beach and all. <laughs> Getting on your driver's license, Evanston <laughs> Beach. No number, no street number, just Evanston Beach. <laughs> Oh my god, he legitimately suggested you should be homeless. Please it was, don't. It was the funniest thing I'd ever Please heard. don't tent it. I have a tent. I won't give it to you because I don't think you should sleep in the out of door. Well, that's why I stand by my friend theory because I have compiled enough friends who would do me a big favor. Yeah. And that big favor is living in their house for at up to three to five days. I mean, I have a whole ass basement. You could live here. I wouldn't see you. <laughs> it's got its own separate entrance. You could be. It would not impact my life at all. <laughs> um, but only because I am a great roommate right right you're quiet you don't you're not like you've never been a roommate that was like loud in convenient times you don't leave a mess in the common areas i really don't you don't bother um, anybody i'm really rarely home to be honest That's they those 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 As people someone who's home a hundred percent of the time <laughs> those people really biffed it to be honest with you because I am somebody who's like booked and busy vibes. Yeah. Like I'm never home. I'm usually at work. And if I'm not at work, I'm running one of many errands, some of which pay me, some of which are just me going out. Yeah. You know, I spend a lot of time at work. I spend a lot of time out drinking. drinking. I spend a lot of time. And at this point, I'm such a veteran drinker that I don't like Olympic drinker. I'm such an Olympic veteran drinker that I don't like come home and vomit either. Yeah. It's like it, it, like I I have like a trap door that like is like wait whenever it's whenever I'm like approaching like having too much to drink and then I'm like well that's it folks. Mine is just I gotta wrap it up right. Mine uh, mine is like all right you're blacked out now you, you gotta go to, go to sleep. You I went to sleep at my graduation party. Every party you've ever there was thrown, a ton of you have there. <laughs> no, uh, this woman is so funny. And any, any, if any party that you have ever had, and I'm talking all of them that are in your house, yep. w- there will be a point where the party is still going. You do not kick anyone out. You just suddenly, and this is very sudden. She doesn't say anything to anyone. She will suddenly stop talking. Get up. <laughs> Go to bed, <laughs> close the door, and she's out for the <laughs> night. Out. She does not come back. Nope. <laughs> you will not see her again. If somebody's like, where did she go? To she sleep. To sleep. She was, to sleep. She's she done. She's too drunk. Which is great because that, I don't know, that program thing in my body prevents me from embarrassing myself. I black out and then my body's like, bedtime. Bedtime. So I can remember everything up until the point where I went to bed. I just don't remember walking to my room. It's perfect. It's it's foolproof. It sends enough dopamine to your brain that you get really excited about going to sleep. And you just do it. It used to even happen in college when we would go out to the bars. I would run home. (laughs) I would drunkenly run through the streets of Champaign-Urbana, Illinois to my apartment and then sleep. I would run home. Every time. You've got a homing tracker. It knows. My body knows. That's like, um, you're like drinking, 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 drinking. Boop. Find bed. Right. Find bed. Right. (laughs) Be difficult with your partner. Go to sleep. (laughs) 
your partner's begging you to not go to bed in jeans and you're like, I'm going to sleep in my jeans. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the only thing I do that's like moderately annoying is I argue with Benghazi truth and then I go to bed. <laughs> I argue over wearing jeans <laughs> and then I go to sleep, which is amazing to me because I was wearing one of those shirts that's like a one piece shirt. I managed to that you it was a shirt that you had to like fully take your pants off to get mm. off. I took it off and then I put my jeans back on. <laughs> I put my jeans back on. I also managed to put a hoodie on. You were like, I can't be poo bearing it. Right. I can't <laughs> I I just slipped back into my jeans. I had a multitude of other outfits I could have picked, and I was like, oh, but these jeans back on. <laughs> anyway, that's not my L though. But your L sucks. They were wrong for that. I, I'm on your side. Um, But my L is also moving related. It was May 1st. The weather in Chicago, I have to describe it. I have to set the scene. Had been amazing. It had been in the 70s every day. It was gorgeous. We had a great late April. It was fantastic. Everybody loved it. And then May 1st comes. Or sorry, the last day of April came. Because that's when we got the truck. It was raining and it was 36 degrees. It was cold and it sucked. And of course, that's the day where I have to carry all the boxes into the fucking truck. So we go first to get the truck in the rain. We go to the U-Haul. We go to the U-Haul and they, you know, if for anyone who's ever rented a U-Haul. I feel like you've had some of your worst experiences in a U-Haul. Oh, 100%. Um, <laughs> but they just send you the license plate number and they're like, just get it. Whatever. We don't fucking care. <laughs> So I'm going to get the U-Haul and they send me the license plate number and I'm walking around this lot in the rain, in the cold, and that such a truck does not exist. <laughs> so I go inside and I'm like, they told me to pick up this truck and the lady looks at the license plate number and then she like, you know, goes on her uh, walkie talkie and she's asking everybody and they're like, yeah, that truck doesn't exist. And I was like, cool, I'll just sit and wait for another 15 foot truck to come in. And the U-Haul place is going to close in three minutes at this point. We sat there for an hour and a half, Benghazi Truth and I. And she's like, it's not coming. The truck's not fucking coming. And I was like, this this sucks ass. We got to pack tonight so we can leave first thing in the morning. Because Benghazi Truth had to work the next day. So it was only going to help me a little bit with getting everything off the truck and then going straight to work. So we had to pack it the night before. And she's like, we have a 10-foot truck we can give you. And I was like, can you give me a discount? She says, she looks me in my eyes and says, no. And I'm like, well, fuck me in the ass and call me <laughs> like, Sally. Well, give, that- me the, give me the 10 foot truck, babe. <laughs> you drive a stiff bargain, right? I'll take it. Right, exactly. So we're like, all right, whatever. Fuck you, you, you raggedy ass bitch. Give me the 10 foot truck. And um, they give us the 10 foot truck. It is the oldest truck I've ever seen in my life. They also had welded the side view mirrors so they weren't adjustable. And just perfectly, they you could not see out of them from our heights in the truck. Neither one of us. They were positioned for someone who was at least seven feet tall. Okay. So no one could see shit out of these side view mirrors. And if you've ever rented a truck from U-Haul, you would know that most of them have a backup camera. Because you can't see out of the back of a box truck. No backup cam in this. No backup cam whatsoever. This truck was from like the 70s. It was so fucking old. So we couldn't see out of the back. And the truck was rattly, which is what you want in a truck. You want a truck that of feels course. like it's going to tip over. Like the suspension is really out of whack. 
So we get it. We go back home and we have to go up and down three flights of stairs like six million times to load the truck. It sucks shit. We just essentially threw the mattress down. And we were like, I'm not. <laughs> we just went to the edge of the stairs and tossed the mattress as close to being in the back of the truck as we could get it. And what? Went down the stairs and pushed it the rest of the way in. Um, no, it was a nightmare. It was terrible. But the worst part was we couldn't get all of our stuff in the first load. So then we had to go to sleep on an air mattress that was meant to fit one person that deflated in the middle of the night. Oh, good. And then we had to get up at 5.45 a.m. to get in that truck <laughs> and to drive it to the new place, unloading it. Wait, um, did you have it rented for like... A full day. A full. Oh God! So yeah, you, you got up early because you were like the clock is ticking on this truck. Right. Unloading it, pristine, amazing. The alley here wide. We have a garage. We had plenty of place to put this truck. It was phenomenal, and we only had to go up up three stairs to get everything inside. It was great. Then we have to go back. <laughs> it wasn't raining in the morning either, which was was nice. It was cold. It wasn't raining. It starts pouring. When you did that first, though, did you take the cat with you or did no. you leave her with we me? We left her at the house. Oh. Um, and then, so now we have to carry all the boxes down. And obviously the boxes are heavy as hell. So we're carrying them one at a time. Now it's raining. The boxes are getting wet. We're loading up the truck. It's a nightmare. By this point, it's like 1 p.m., which is well past the time and guys, you're supposed to be at work. It sucked. So we he should have taken the day off, low key. He couldn't was the shitty thing. So we get everything else, we get everything here, we take it out of the truck, and now at this point we we are demoralized. <laughs> You're beaten down. We're beaten down. The cat's here. I brought his car here. She's freaking out. Cat's unhappy. <laughs> um, I drive his car behind him in the box truck to return the truck. We drop it off. They're like, hey, you drove 30 miles. I'm like, that's physically impossible. Unless someone took the truck while we weren't in it and did a joy ride. There's no, <laughs> unless they drove to the literal suburbs, it's physically impossible that we drove 30 miles. But at this point I was soaking wet. I was freezing cold and I was tired. And I was like, I have to go home and unpack a million boxes. And I'm supposed to be taking finals right now. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you. Just whatever you charge me. I'm still shocked me. that you got all those boxes unpacked. Two days I did it. Like as quickly as you did. I installed wallpaper in this room. Worried. Wallpaper. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but she's got an accent wall. I do. And it, it looks, looks good. It looks good. I lined up the wallpaper it perfectly. It looks really good. <laughs> I mean, they can probably see it in your streams. Right. But it looks good. No bubbles. Especially with like the, the display stuff. And yeah. you finally got your boat back. I had to fill. I had to put together so much furniture too. I had to build so much fucking furniture. Anyway, so we get everything to, you know, we get the truck returned and I just am not going to argue with them. So I'm like, whatever you want to charge me, charge me. Whatever extra fees, just throw them on there. I couldn't, I couldn't be damned right now. And then I get into Benghazi Truth's car to wait for my Uber to take me back here to unpack a million boxes and build a ton of furniture and so that he can go straight to work from where we're at. Now, tell me why the man who I just handed the keys to the truck over to gets in the truck. Tell me why he drives right in front of us and totals a Mini Cooper that's parked right in front of us as he takes a corner too narrowly and then drives away without <gasps> saying anything or leaving a note. 
destroys this car right in front of us and then just drives away and tell me more why when i call the u-haul place the lady who was very rude to me the day before picks up and says how is that my problem (laughs) maybe because you work there maybe because you're the manager maybe because your employee just totaled a car and drove away maybe that's why it's your problem that was like, the worst day of my life. Like, but then I came back. You, and- like, I just um, that's that's so funny. Like, as a manager of of th- this place, like, what if you had called the police right. and then testified that you witnessed it was the U-Haul, like with an employee driving? I did call the police. I just said, "Hey, uh, you're probably going to get a call about a hit and run on so and so street in uptown." I just want someone to know that when that person calls, it was a U-Haul employee who hit their car. I just want that on the record so that they're not completely screwed out of suing somebody for the damage. Right. It's like, because it's like they could sue right. your company. Um, and it's just like, yeah, it, it, it was their fault. Broad daylight and it was their fault. I also really needed on the record that I was no longer driving that truck when it happened. <laughs> that too. Yeah. But that was, we hadn't eaten anything all day too. We didn't eat until like 10 p.m. that night. The whole day sucked. But I put together the cutest living room mm-hmm. that day. And you came over the next day, helped me unpack a bunch of boxes. Moving was a nightmare, but you know, I love this house. is a really loose term for what I did. You got drunk with me and watched me do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for the doubters out there, okay. It's actually an ADHD technique called body doubling. (laughs) You're more likely to do something if there's somebody there, regardless of if they're helping you. If there's a person, your brain's like, okay, well, I've got enough stimulation. There's another person here. I was actually super motivated too to unpack because I am very organized and neat person. Cut down some boxes. You did. You helped me. You also helped me unwrap a bunch of my glasses. And said, put it here. I did do that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I I couldn't be happier in this place. We have a backyard. We have a garage. We have two stories of space. Two bathrooms. And there are like four cabinets in which to store alcohol. Right. We which, have a built-in. If you understand our lifestyle, you know that's like, that's elite. Right. I have the most wine I've ever had in my life right now. So it's perfect. Also, everyone who came to my graduation party brought me a bottle of something or multiple cases of something. So I have more alcohol than I'll probably need for the rest of the summer (laughs) or at least for the rest of the week. Come party with us. Okay. I have to show you something I saw today. I'm going to just read it to you. Don't look at the screen until I tell you to. So like you want to read it to me and that's the first time I'll hear it. Yeah. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read it to the audience. Uh, and then I want you to guess who tweeted it. Um, but it's so in cap or in uh, parentheses, giggle blush, ain't that cute, totalitarian parody, twirl hair, Stop. bat eyes. Is this the tweet? This is the tweet. No way. Bat eyelashes, parentheses, harmless, girly, funny. And then here's the picture associated with the tweet. It is a picture of sexy Joker. <gasps> Who do you think tweeted this? Cat turd. This was Jordan B. Peterson. Dr. Jordan B. Peterson tweeted no, this. This. Is a, this is the real account. This is not like a no. This is the very real Jordan. 
He's tweeted so many Joker pictures just today. One, <laughs> two, three. Oh no! Wait, four, why is that one five, six, six pictures of the Joker just today. <laughs> I don't understand why this man. What is, is the con- what is the is there any context? He's so mentally ill. This man is so mentally ill. Oh my god. So he's just into like tweeting pictures of the Joker in response to like other people's tweets. Ah! <laughs> Here's a picture of him in drag makeup. And no, I and his caption is the No, not beautiful, and no amount of authoritarian compassion is gonna make me stay otherwise. This man is so sick. He's so sick in his head. Like this person is not Honestly, his account is kind of concerning. I think he's back on the benzos. No, this is a man who's deeply, deeply entrenched in a benzo addiction. This man is not okay. He tweets like 12 times a day. I've scrolled very far just in his media tab, and I'm not even 10 hours in. Jesus Christ. He's going to block me for this, but I'm about to tweet that he's back on the benzos. He is back on the benzos. He's definitely back on the benzos. Oh my God. I had no idea it was that bad. Good. I actually sent a picture today. I sent a tweet to, or I, yeah, I sent Jordan Peterson's tweet to my friend who used to be a Jordan Peterson fan. And I was like, I just want to remind you that one time you argued with me that this guy was in had an amazing intellect. And he was like, yeah, I'm really embarrassed about that period in my life. <laughs> so like even people who were fans of his are like, bro, you're so Your retarded. Rehabbed? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much, but yeah, he's not he's not a fan of uh, Jordan not an Peterson. active fan of JBP. Well, that's an improvement. Right. Like that is you've done at least some work on yourself so long that like people post on them and it's like the magic is lost right. because I can tell that you're not on ambient. Right, 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 right. But am I the assholes? I think there's such a utility to them that for the most part, people don't post fake shit on them. Right. They genuinely want to know because it's people who are mad that other people in their life have gotten upset with them and they think they're right. Right. And they want the internet's validation, even if they are heinously wrong. So they create fake accounts, like throwaway accounts, not their main. And that's how you know it's real. They're like, they will create a fake account so that they can post about their real life situation and and try to get validation. And I love that. Am I the asshole is how we got the boop, 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 boop. So true. (laughs) The internet will never recover from that. I will never forget that in my life. (laughs) I will never, ever forget that. And then the resurgence in popularity that that band enjoyed because of that. They, they they started tweeting about it when they realized that like the song yeah. was spiking and they were like, wait, do I want to know? <laughs> okay, I'm going to read this to you because I think you'll have some input. Um, okay. Am I the asshole for telling a waitress? It's not a competition. <laughs> for those who don't know, I'm kind of a waitress. Yeah, kind of. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm leaning towards me not being the asshole, but this woman is so angry with me. I can't help but wonder if I was in the wrong. To set the stage. Already, this person sounds like a dick. (laughs) I'm at a gathering. One of the people there is Jane. Very nice. Currently a nurse. Another person is Sarah. Don't know her as well. Seem very nice. 
Jane was talking about her nursing shift a few days ago when someone specifically asked about her job. Then when they asked if it must have been rough during COVID, she responded, oh yeah, and asked if she got paid enough. Of course not. All of a sudden, Sarah goes, eh, I've had worse nights sometimes at the restaurant where she works. I don't think anyone realizes we probably have the toughest job there dealing with people uh, directly. Chuckles. But I guess nursing can be hard. All right. No, first off- Okay, that is a weird thing to say to a nurse. Right. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the tone, though. Right. Because to me, this reads like it could be a joke. Right. If it's a joke, then I would say whatever. But if it's not a joke, that is a bizarre thing to say to a nurse. Like, right. Like, that per- that lady has to wipe people's asses. Her job is harder, babe. Her job is hard. <laughs> Your job sucks. Her job is harder. Yeah, everyone at honest- her job is sick. Only most of the people at yours are. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, I, I will say, um, ever since uh, I switched over to the service industry, and I respect other people in the service industry because you know whatever. But my job is not hard. Everyone in the I work industry with- could be on cocaine. No nurses should be on cocaine. <laughs> that would a, be fine yeah. if my server I was could on be cocaine. drunk, if my high, nurse was on, on drugs. <laughs> right. If your nurse is on cocaine, it's a problem. Because it's like, ma'am, my family member is dying. Right. Please. If my nurse is on cocaine, I'm calling the AMA. <laughs> if, my, if my server is on cocaine, I'm saying, hey, I'm like, hey can let, you me share? Right. let me get some. Let me get some. Okay, let's continue, though. Everyone was kind of stunned slash confused slash annoyed looking. I just wanted to break the awkwardness, and so I said, it's not a competition. People laughed. Convo basically resumed. Sarah got quiet, I noticed. She has then since PM'd me on LinkedIn. No! Why are you no a, way. I'm Why sorry. are you as a server, server on LinkedIn? LinkedIn? It's not that serious, lady. I'm sorry. First off, you should be on culinary agents. Why are you on LinkedIn? You don't need to be there. Right. <laughs> Uh, she PM'd me on LinkedIn telling me I was out of line and disrespectful to her and servers and, quote, the people bust their asses serving you. By the way, I haven't eaten out in over a year, but okay. I was starting to feel bad, but then as I was typing some sort of apology, she sent another message stating, I'm a server. Jane's a nurse. Yes, she works hard, but even nursing school or during the pandemic isn't as tough as how it gets in restaurants sometimes when it's busy. Try dealing with tough customers who have picky tastes. I've seen my dad in the hospital. The nurses have it worse. I've seen, and I, I'm not someone, I think most nurses are just the biggest dicks who went to your high school yeah. who couldn't hack it as doctors. I'm not, I'm not exactly like I'm not exonerating nurse. nurse. <laughs> I'm not exonerating nurses. I think most of them suck shit, but they're good at their jobs. Right. I think, e- interesting thing about nursing. I think you kind of have to be a bitch a little bit to be a nurse. The turnover in nursing is so high because of bullying. Yeah. It's literally mm. the number one cited to reason for leaving the industry. <laughs> not patients, bullying, bullying, bullying from, other, from nurses. other nurses. It's nuts. But that being said, they have a high stakes job and they're doing something important. Yeah. Serving, you're doing you a know, job. Here's it's the thing. Not, serving, like, serving. You're going to die if you fuck up your job. Right. And I, and <laughs> well, allergies, maybe, but allergies, it's not right, like life but, or death every time you're in there. You're right. It's like ser- serving is one of those things where it's like it can be difficult. And like, I think a lot of people have like cried in the walk in cooler over it. But ultimately, it's not that big. Even of a deal. when I was in the service industry, I've, I've cried in the walk in cooler. I sat in the walk in freezer and cried. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like, I never think that that job was something that was like I uniquely wasn't difficult. Lives. Yeah, it just sucked. 
I also had to deal with the public constantly working as a lawyer. It sucks, but it's like, and they, they make you want to kill yourself. But it's not, I mean, you know, to be honest, being, to be honest, being remote with unemployment claimants was way worse than being in person with people at a restaurant. You are so much happier now than when you were working for unemployment. Like I, I'd never seen you more upset and more disturbed. And like, you know, I love alcohol. Now it's a hobby. Then it was like part of the job. That was how you got yourself through. Yeah. It was like you had to be a functional alcoholic to work there. Right. I once did a shift completely blacked out. A whole shift. That's crazy. A whole shift. The real workers in this country. I had a meeting with my boss that day. Blacked out. It went well. Didn't remember any of it. But it went well. She didn't know I was blacked (laughs) out. Um, okay, anyway, the post ends, uh, I shit you not, I think this woman would argue with a Holocaust survivor on who has it worse. At this point, I just blocked her. I guess she figured it out because I'm hearing from mutual friends that she's calling me an asshole, so am I the asshole? No. Mm-hmm. No, baby, you are not the Actually, asshole. no. And a lot of times this happens where it's like, people have, like, people will post, like, a wild headliner. Yeah. And then they'll s- spell out the story and it's like, actually, no. Yeah, I really thought you would be, but you're not. Like, did you need to say anything? No, no, but like, but like you lighten the mood. Right, everybody else. Thought, here's the thing: before you said something, everybody thought she was the asshole. Yeah, and then after you said something, everybody forgot about it. Right. So if if I were her, you did her a favor, right? You exactly. Know? Okay, so that's one. You want to do this one? Am I the asshole for telling my dad he can't hold my newborn? <laughs> well, I'm gonna be really honest here. I'm not gonna let my dad hold my firstborn <laughs> child. I've seen him drop everything. <laughs> I've seen. After I got my my surgery to, for my broken leg, my dad accidentally bumped into my broken leg. Freshly casted <laughs> broken leg. He was like barely awake, bumbles right into my broken leg. I, I've never been in more pain in my life. <laughs> it hurt funny. worse than when I broke it. So like, <laughs> I'm not handing that man a baby. <laughs> I ha- That's not relevant to me. I don't have any children. I have no plans for children. The only way I would have a child is by freak accident if I were impregnated by the Lord. Okay? Um, and even then. And then <laughs> didn't realize it until it was time to get birth. Yeah. Right. Didn't know uh, it was pregnant scenario. Right. There are very few scenarios in which I would end up with a child unless it were a child of a relative that I had that tragically... Uh, like tragically my cousin died and I had to take in her daughter or something right. like that. But my parents do like small children. Like they really do. My yeah. mom loves young, like, yeah, like cousins. She's playing with your like baby she, cousins at your she birthday. Will, yeah. Like she will play with my baby cousins and just entertain them. Um, and like give them games on her phone or whatever, even though That's she doesn't, she doesn't really keep games on her phone, she'll but she'll, them for the kids. she'll download them for the kids. She, she's like got Roblox on her phone now. <laughs> like she's, and, and like, you can tell like by her face, like she's, it's, which is, is so sad for her that like, um, that her child is me because she was built to be a grandma. Like she loves playing with like kids just doing nothing. Um, anyway. 
Am I the asshole for telling my dad he can't have my newborn? My parents are visiting this weekend to meet our newborn baby. They drove over six hours and have been excitedly calling and texting me for days before this trip, telling me how much they can't wait to be here. When they arrived yesterday, my dad had a bump starting to form on his lip. I know he gets cold sores, so I asked if that was one. He responded that it was just a zit, so I dropped it. Today, he came over with an open cold sore and asked if he would get a chance to nap with the newborn on his chest. Oh, God! <laughs> oh, God! I don't... <laughs> I told him that with the cold sore, I would not allow it. And he dejectedly sighed uh, and said that okay, that was okay. Shortly after, my toddler ran into his arms to be picked up, to which I told my dad that I wasn't comfortable with him holding her either. When she waited for him to pick her up, he stated that he was going to step outside for a minute while wiping tears away from his face. He walked down the driveway and has been gone for close to four hours and still isn't answering his phone. My mom also seems upset and feels like I'm blowing things out of proportion and hurting his feelings. Am I the asshole for telling my dad he can't hold my children while he has an open cold sore no you're not an asshole for telling your herpes ridden father <laughs> that he can't hold your baby and give your baby herpes i'm sorry he's a grown man who gets cold sores regularly he has the herp no shame in having the herp stis and stds are super common a lot of adults get them most of them are curable herpes is not i don't isn't it fine if he wears a mask and washes his hands then that would be fine. That's the thing. That's like, like, Did I he say it, he would wash his hands and wear a mask. Well, they didn't add that. I don't think, I think she just said she wasn't comfortable with it, which is fine. I mean, you're a new mom. You're probably yeah. kind of on edge, but uh, if it, I'm just saying if it were me, I probably would say, can you put on a mask and wash your hands because you have an open cold, cold sore? sore? Yeah. I mean, you in know? that case it would, you would, you, yeah. If you didn't like, ask because him to he, Because he, because he came a long way to do this and it's just like, okay, well, they're vi- they're visiting for you to to meet your new children, um, and like clearly your your older child like is really yeah. attached to your father. Um, so uh, like if it were me, I would I would I would say oh, okay. Well, especially coming off COVID, I'm like I'm sure you have face masks in your house, you know, or you can get them very easily from a, like a Walmart. Right. So it's like just have him put on a mask and make sure he like. Takes a shower and washes his hands. He would be like, fine. In that he case, should I be agree. fine, actually. Um, especially like for your older child. Like I don't know. Right. Just yeah. tell her not to touch his face. Exactly. Yeah, I guess I agree with you on that. Otherwise, like, no, I'm not letting you give my baby herpes. <laughs> um. Okay. And then last one. Am I the asshole for being upset with the clothes my granddaughter wore on her way out of the maternity ward? First of all, whose grandmama's on Reddit? All right. Someone that, come get the grandma. That too. And also like your granddaughter's old enough to be having a baby and you're on Reddit. And it's like, like, yeah, I guess her granddaughter is having a baby. five grandkids. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh I'm going to read this. I know it sounds silly, but I would like an outside opinion and accept any judgment. I have four children and five grandchildren. Also, I just want everyone to know the way this is typed up. This is definitely, this is definitely somebody's, somebody's grandma. grandma. The, 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 Every line, she did a new line instead of like a... And sometimes the sentence structure is broken up. I know it sounds silly, but I would like an outside opinion except any judgment. I have four children and five grandchildren. For all my grandchildren, I have a knitted... I have made... I made a knitted clothes and hat for them to come out of the maternity ward. Started with my first grandchild and all the ones that followed. My kids asked me to do it. It is customary in my country for clothes to be a certain color to represent something good. Health, peace, and protection. 
I don't do it professionally and I work. So it's something I do in my spare time and it takes months because I do it all uh, with all the love and care. Nor do I force my children to accept it. Most ask right after they announce the pregnancy if I can make the clothes. My oldest daughter, I'll call Pam, announced that she was pregnant and asked me to make it for her daughter. We found out later. Clearly I did. She chose the color red and honestly it was one of the prettiest jobs I've ever done and finished within seven months of her pregnancy. She gave birth about 20 days ago. My granddaughter was born healthy, perfect, and bright. I was heartbroken on the way out of the maternity ward when I found out that my granddaughter would not wear the clothes I made, but one that Pam got from her in-laws, a very expensive brand like Gucci. No! The turn! Why is she stepping out the maternity ward in Gucci? What the hell, you fake-ass bitch? Pam! (laughs) What the hell? Okay. The word spread among my childrens until it reached Pam. And, oh, oh sorry. I didn't say anything to her, but in a conversation with my son, I just vented that I was heartbroken about it and that I wouldn't have any problems if she didn't ask. And I didn't do it in the sense of exposing my daughter or anything. But just after my son insisted on me talking because he realized I was a little down, the word spread among my childrens until it reached Pam in the form of a scolding for someone else. Wait, okay. At this point, I'm confused. It's the, the children wearing it. They're putting the clothes on their grandchildren yeah. who they just gave birth yeah. to. So okay. Pam is her daughter, I think. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. So the clothes aren't for Pam. They're for the baby. Correct? They're for the baby. Yes. They put that baby in Gucci? <laughs> I know. They put that baby in Gucci? What the fuck? That's an infant. That's a newborn baby. It's vomiting all over itself. You put that baby in Gucci? Why? No. Okay. She called me angrily saying that she didn't believe I was jealous of... uh. That she didn't believe I was jealous of an of another clothes clothes that her daughter could wear at any time, but that I decided to make this moment about me and not celebrate my granddaughter's life. I'm lost. I'm just heartbroken that I've been making something so lovingly for months for a specific moment and not been told at any point that she wouldn't use it. My family's divided. Some criticizing me and others taking my side. Am I the asshole? No, it's actually Pam who's the asshole. I'm I actually fully am on her side. She's not the asshole. Um, because Pam asked, she literally asked you to make this and she clearly has other children or somebody in your family has other children because they know how long it takes you to make them. You've done it for all of your grandchildren. So it's just like, what if, I mean, and my guess is that it's this, her, she asked when she, she, she was like, I'm pregnant. Would you do the thing? And her grandma was like, of course. Um, and they sort of like planned it out. They picked it together, whatever. And then her her husband's mother bought these really expensive clothes for the baby. Here's the thing. Why would you, if it was tradition, why would you not just put the grandma's clothes on the baby and then put the baby in the other clothes later? Right. Like the other clothes, there's no, there's no time there's sensitivity, no time to, sensitivity it. to it. And uh, like, apparently the other, I'm reading the, the update here. Apparently the parents-in-law were not there for the delivery only this grandma was only so she was why would why would they even know when you put the clothes on right so there was no urgency in dressing this baby in mark jacobs or whatever you put on that damn baby <laughs> in the Except gucci that you thought it was cool and you wanted it right but like embarrassing and she brought it apparently in a suitcase she brought those clothes from home so she knew she knew she, she was, was gonna, gonna do her this. mama dirty what the hell pam you fake ass bitch that is weird. Also, the mom never said anything to Pam. Mm-hmm. She never said a word to her daughter about it. So, like, I don't know. It 
it's 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 definitely like kind of weird because it's like why are you mad right at your why you made this into like a family divided issue just because somebody else was mad on behalf of your mom right it didn't have to be like this it didn't have to be like this Uh, i'm fully on grandma's side fuck pam pam's a hoe yeah. We stand grandma and <laughs> she she's fake. She should have put the little knitted outfit on the baby. Fake ass bitch. If my mom is there while I'm giving birth and she whatever knit you well, she, your mom My mom would yeah. never. But if even if she just bought clothes for the baby, I'm gonna slap those clothes put on the baby. Clothes on. Who cares? It's put, a baby. It's a baby. It's gonna grow out of them in two minutes. <laughs> like, put those clothes on the baby. And you're just it's gonna it's throw up on whatever it's, it's wearing it's so. literally just like it's gonna wear them like once maybe a couple times and then you're probably gonna have frame them and then that's it right it's also done buying designer label clothes for a baby for is infant, for an it's newborn insane. it's yeah. maybe the stupidest thing i've ever earned in my life all right well it's been real it's been fun it's been real fun we'll be back every week from now on apologize for for our hiatus that was entirely my fault but we haven't actually divorced so, well, we did divorce, but not like we separated. We 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 se- we separated, but the relationship's going strong. Right. So uh, anyway, yeah. Yes.